check one two and two. Mike 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 check one two and two. We in the building right now, ladies and gentlemen. Check one two and two. You are now in the building with Coach K, and this is the Hustlers Journal Podcast. Mic check one two one two, ladies and gentlemen. You are now in the building with your boy Coach K, and this is the Hustlers Journal, a special episode because I'm here having a conversation with my good friend Selena, whom we actually booked up on on Instagram after commenting on something that she shared in her story during the Black Lives Matter movement when everything was just getting wild and super hype, and we started sharing jokes and, and interest and boom, 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 and the conversation started, and here we are now, and this was what. It must have been like two months ago. Two? At least, at least two months ago. Two months ago? Yeah. Nah. I'm telling you, it was Guaranteed probably no. July. June or July? End of June, beginning of July. I'm what month did we announce September? We're in September. We're almost in October. Okay, so it's been a while. Point being is that it's been a while, and I feel like I've come to know her quite well because we've had several conversations about, you name it, everything from racism to prejudice to sexism to clothing to what you shouldn't wear in the gym to different stories about being ghosted which i don't believe ever ever happened to her she (laughs) says this happened to her and i said heck no couldn't have happened but that's what she said so okay cool i'll take her word for it because anyone's capable of anything she's even capable of fishing she told me that just now but just to say in conversation when you get to meet people you get to see the other side of a person you get to learn about a person's experiences and you realize wow that person has gone through that too this is crazy and we start sharing a story so we started speaking about stereotypes so to, today we are speaking about the topic stereotypes because we both have had experiences of being stereotyped now if you're watching this video live on youtube you will see my friend selena has dark hair fair skin quite attractive okay you would maybe you wouldn't know that she's italian and greek I never get Italian Greek. Usually, what, you, what do you usually get? Talking about uh, well, actually, it's okay. No, that's a lie. When people <laughs> hear me talk, yeah, and they see how I talk, mm-hmm. they usually know that I'm from somewhere in the Mediterranean. Yeah, yeah, because you do have this. When you said Mediterranean just now, I heard this Mediterranean. <laughs> <laughs> so, but upon first glance, I always get Arab. Usually Lebanese. Lebanese is the number one thing that I get, okay. and then after Lebanese, it goes to Latina. I can see that Latina too. Latina, I get a lot, especially when my hair is curly. I can see that though. Always. Yeah. I yeah, get I Latina. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten Brazilian. Oh. I've gotten Indian. When I can I'm see tan. That too. Yeah, I've gotten yeah, Indian I can see that from too. when, yeah, I, I, when I'm that. tan. I can see that. I've gotten pretty much. A, and then, as like a last resort, they're like, okay, you must be like Italian or something. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm half Italian. And then they're like, what's the other half? And then the, the cycle starts all over. And usually, last resort, they, they stumble on Greek. But it's never. It's never the first thing, especially people hear my name, it's Selena. Like, yeah. that is, you know, you hear Greek I just names. Think, I just think, I will fall in love. Actually, I'll leave that thing to after. And guys. I was named after her, actually, ironically. I had a feeling because, uh, fun story, fun fact, that's actually one of my favorite songs. Really? Yeah. I love that song. Maybe top 10. But the point being is that. We've experienced stereotype because you look at her and you go, oh, and there's an assumption that she is of a certain race, of a certain culture, of a certain background. If you see her shape, you would assume some people even have assumed things and they decide to compliment her in a certain way or comment on something or go in a different direction. That's kind of like, what are you talking about, bro? And that is what we're going to talk about today as to why these things happen, how we can actually solve stereotyping, and how we can do that because the conversation has actually led stereotyping to actually cease here. And this is why we're here today and we're, we're going to be uh, conducting this discussion. Unofficially, this conversation is sponsored by Cookie Bar MTL. Okay, I had a box of their cookies on Sunday. Diabetes in a box, but it was great. I'm so jealous. And I had the whole thing. I met the girl. I said, boom, can I just get, I said, can I get six? She goes, which ones do you want to pick? I said, you pick for me. Met her in the parking lot at McDonald's. She goes, boom, here's this. Boom, made an exchange. Sat in my car and I was like. Is it like a homemade baking yeah. service? Like she yeah. Home? Yeah. Ooh. See, the stuff my, makes me I so I should have had the box. I should have had the box today. 
Oh, this makes me so sad. But I'm going to make sure that. that they get their shout out. They get their love. They get their flowers because definitely they're an up and coming company. I'm all about supporting small businesses. So if you have a small business out there, please let me know. I'll definitely shout you out. Those people who are listening to episodes like this today. Going back to the topic, we are now four minutes and 55 seconds in. So story on stereotyping. When I used to work at Nike years ago, 2002. Holy. <laughs> 2002. I think it was about that. Okay. I was training this girl, black girl, and we were cool, you know, we were vibing, whatever. And um, I have always been told, oh man, Kareem, you speak very articulately, like you know how to like communicate well, it's clear how you speak. Mind you, I speak super fast, but when I have to calm down and kind of be chill, I'm good with that. So I'm explaining to her, okay, this is how you have to set up the wall, if the hand goes like this, with the fill in the wall, this is this. If shoes are missing, make sure you mark the box down, blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking, yeah, just normal conversation. And her response to me, after she stares at me kind of weird, I said, is everything okay? She goes, uh, you sound very bougie. So I said, bougie, what's that? She goes, you don't know what that is? I said, no. She goes, yeah, you sound white. Dun, dun, dun. So I said, whoa, no, wait didn't. a second. So I, I kind of was like, how can I respond to this? And I said, here is a teachable moment. I'm going to teach you something. So I said, I sound bougie, which means I sound white. Okay, let me see if I understand this. So you're saying because I use correct grammatical terms, I sound white. She goes, no, 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 that's not what I mean. I said, no, oh, hold on. Okay, so what you mean is, is that because I know how to put together, formulate a proper sentence like I'm doing right now, which is probably confusing the hell out of you, um, I sound white. She goes, uh, well, yeah, kind of. And I said, wow. Okay, I said, let me tell you something, friend. That's something that you should refrain from saying, especially to somebody who is of the same race as you. Reason why is because what you are doing is telling me you're unintelligent. She goes, I'm smart. I said, but your comment tells me otherwise because you're associating me and my manner of speaking with intelligence and your manner of speaking with unintelligence. This is the problem we go through today, each and every day. Fast forward to 2020, still the same problem. Because what do I get? Wow, you sound really smart. Oh, you sound like your your word manner of speaking is so like intellectual. I go, but what does that mean? That's the first one. Oh, <laughs> That's the first one. I said, what? So now I just kind of go. That's so offensive. I kind of go, yeah, you know, because I went to school, high school, college, and this is a real thing. I, you know, I've seen many posts on Instagram about microaggressions and stuff like that and I don't want to go into that deep of a discussion but in this experience you realize a lot more people experience stereotypes and it, it's it's become a fact look if you're Italian oh your family's in the mafia oh yeah I've gotten that yeah <laughs> if you're Greek oh you use Windex a lot oh yeah I've gotten that too <laughs> you break plates right okay yeah we break plates you know we're you loud like, you like black olives you like black olives okay if you're we gamble yeah if you're native, oh, you smoke cigarettes and you get drunk a lot, and you you still own this place, right? Um, if you're white, uh, you live in a trailer home. Like I've heard these type of things, and you kind of go. Every group has its own little. And that is the point. Every group the has their own stereotypes, and people don't realize that when they use these stereotypes, you're thinking, no, no, no. But all I'm just saying is this. But you're perpetuating it. And you're causing a greater problem. And that is the issue that's happening right now. We are creating a bigger problem than there is. And Selena's here because she's going to relate some of her experiences as well. Now, tell me, you told me a couple of them that you've experienced yourself. What are some that? What are some other experiences of stereotyping that you've? Uh, oh my into? god, it's it's. You know what? It's it's such a common thing now that I kind of it just goes over my head. You know. Um, well, first of all, if we're talking, I've gotten this multiple times from men. They're like, I, I'll tell them, you know, I'm, I'm Greek and Italian, and they'll be like, oh, so you must be crazy, huh? So Greeks <laughs> and Italians are crazy. And I was like, can you please define to me what crazy constitutes I as? Mean, come like, on, to guys. say, look, I'm, I will say that in Greek culture and Italian culture, we, we raise the girls to have character, you know? Got a little spice. We raise, uh, like, we raise girls and women to be respectful, uh -huh. but to not take garbage from people. Cool. So that's why they, you know, like, if you do something or say something that's out of 
out of turn or, you know we, we check we check you yeah but to say that we're crazy I remember I had a discussion with this guy and he's like, oh, you know what? I would never date a Greek. And I was like, why not? And he, he turns around and he goes, you know, I dated a Greek girl once and she was nuts. She was crazy. She did this, this, and this. And I was like, okay, but you're taking one person to represent an entire culture of people. Just because she behaved that way doesn't mean we all behave that way. And the behaviors that he was telling me had nothing to do with the culture. Absolutely, he was like she was jealous. She was that has nothing to do with being Greek. What like it doesn't even go in the same category. I had another guy tell me, oh, you know, I would never date Italians because they're crazy and the women, uh, they're overbearing and they're controlling and they're this and they're that. And I just sat there and I was kind of like taken aback because yeah. in reality, uh, Italian women will treat you like a king provided you're respectful. That's how we're raised. That like in my culture, we're raised to be a unit with your man your man's your king you're the queen you guys do things together and you treat each other with equal respect as long as there's respect there's no problems and i think that's with any culture like if you disrespect a woman she's going to you know she's going to behave in a type of way yeah as it's not exclusive to one culture for sure which blows my mind but absolutely but every time i hear that i just aneurysm for sure i think i i think i get the most bothered other than when like black people are stereotyped when i hear stereotypes in general i get like i'm like come on guys Whenever I hear of it being of like a religious oh, type Lord. of thing, you know, like, okay, listen, guys, media sensationalizes everything. Oh, you're Arabic, which means you are a terrorist, which means you bomb things. You must have bombs in your basement. Like, I, oh when people think, say things like that, you kind of go, oh, yeah, but you know what the problem is? Man, is that are these things are taught. Yeah. That's the problem. Is that nobody That's just wakes up and comes up with these brilliant ideas about these no. things? It's taught to you. Yeah. So, it's whose responsibility to unteach it? See, that's the thing that's kind of tricky because there's so many things that take you down a rabbit hole. I would watch this documentary. Probably people have seen it. The social dilemma, I believe, or social. I've been, I've been told to watch it. Should I watch it? Okay, so it's actually very good. Okay. But see, when I watch documentaries, I always go, "There's always an underlying message to this, or somebody's getting paid to kind of like promote their something, right?" most documentaries i find have been like that there's never kind of like a well you can see things from both sides it's usually like no, we're gonna linear. show you the bad side of everything and then but follow this so i kind of take it with a grain of salt okay cool but it does teach you a lot right and it makes people act quickly you know you hear you see a documentary about eating meat all of a sudden everyone goes yo i'm never eating meat again this is crazy and i go yeah okay that's great but do it because you educated yourself on something and you decided, made an educated decision to not do something. Don't just jump with everybody else because everybody jumps. Okay, I'm gonna jump too because that's the trend. Everything ends up being trend. Anyways, going back to the point of the documentary, um, a lot of things they highlighted as far as like what these, what these companies and what these algorithms do to make you go the direction you go. So you go from like, one thing and then they go oh you snapped into that they see how long you they time how long you've been on something and they point you in another direction another direction another direction uh, all before you know it this rabbit hole is like boom and i watched it happen with my wife it's crazy she'll sit on facebook watch a video about hair then it goes to another video about hair another video about hair then it goes to hair nutrition then it goes to this all of a sudden she's buying vitamins I go, oh, what the heck happened? That's She's true. like, oh, I saw this thing about the and it because and because of the vitamins, they're gonna help my hair grow and it's gonna help me healthy. Bust this, and I'm like, what the? How did you get a hair a, a, a segment about curling your hair to vitamins? And that's what they do. It goes, yep, it takes you down this whole path. So when people look at videos of like racism or somebody speaking on like coronavirus is a hoax, it goes. All of a sudden, you're, you're down this path. You never, you don't realize that two, three hours later, you're like, how did I end up watching this video about child traffic, human trafficking? Yeah. It just goes from one end to the other. It's true. It's true. So it's hard to kind of teach a person, yo, stereotyping is wrong, or like, you know, you should learn, you should have an educated conversation with somebody because they're going to go, oh, for real? They go to their phone, and then their phone takes them to something else totally opposite. It's true. So it's kind of hard. 
to kind of like uh, navigate through that i think also it has to do with when when you're a child your brain is like play-doh it's very easily moldable easily malleable mm. and i think that moving forward especially now people are popping babies out left and right i think people should honestly take the time to raise their kids to just love everybody and that's it that's 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 where it all stems from sure, you know sure. um i've i've known people in my past that have these preconceived notions about certain groups of people and it all started with the parents yeah or someone in the family teaching them that it's absolute insanity yeah, a that's, child that's... doesn't just wake up and say i don't like black people sure a child doesn't wake up and say, I don't like Indian people. Yeah. I don't like these people. They don't know. A child is innocent. Yeah, a child doesn't see... Uh, you, it's not to say that they don't see race. But they, they, A child but will they know, like, okay, I look like this, you look like that. Yeah. And might not understand it. But a child won't see it as, like, I'm not going to talk to you because you're black. I'm not going to play with you because you're Indian. I'm right. not going to associate with you because you're Chinese. Right. You know? So, to me... Especially in this day and age, it's very hard to teach a dog new tricks. I'm sorry, it really is. Try talking, like, I've tried talking to people from older generations. Mm-hmm. It didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> it really didn't go well. I was so you motivated. Thick, I'm like, I'm gonna, and you'll even that. give them facts, like statistics, facts, and like explain to them in depth with examples as to why they're wrong. Yeah. And they still don't believe you. They still are like, no, no, I'm right. I'm right. It's pride. It's pride, pride, and it's also they've dug their feet, and there's no moving it. Yeah. That's the problem. It's crazy. And then you kind of wonder, so you have this hatred or stereotype versus for a certain race, culture, and then you're stuck in a situation where someone from that said race or culture helps you. Does it change a person's way of thinking now towards that person, or is it just not towards that culture, or is it just the person the person that's what i've noticed and that's it's thing. like oh yeah. um this group of people is this way but they're not like that yeah <laughs> that specific person that is fine. Is i'm like are you out of your mind yeah, that, you? that's it makes no sense that's the hard part and you know what i've noticed these racist individuals these people who have these preconceived notions and are prejudiced are the same people who buy everything from china they hate the chinese but they buy from china they love their caribbean food but they hate black people they love their hip-hop music but they don't want to associate with black people mm. it's it like it, it just doesn't make sense to me yeah. it really doesn't that's you well. hate these groups of people but yet you love their culture well. you want part of their culture yeah, as well it's wild, it's wild. It's wild it's to the point where I just kind of go, you know what, man? I'm just going to take my leave from here, hang my hat up, and go, all right, cool. Merci, bonjour. That's it, because, <laughs> you, you know, you can't really do anything about it. Now, in your experiences with being stereotyped, what has been your response? Honestly, it started, I, I feel like it started in college, because when I was growing up, um, I went to a private Greek school. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty much surrounded by Greeks, although I did get a couple of snark comments about the fact that I wasn't full Greek, which mm. means that I wasn't Greek enough. Mm. But honestly, as the years went by, like it didn't, it didn't, it didn't phase me. It was when I really, I got to high school mm. and I went from being in an all Greek school <clears throat> to going to a school where there was all kinds of cultures, all kinds of races, all kinds of dif- different yeah, things yeah. than what I was used to. I never thought anything about it. In fact, I was very interested in, um, in other people's cultures like i'm fascinated i love to pick people's brains about it mm. it's it's a thing Ooh. i will sit you down and i will say what what's your food like what's your music like what are your traditions like and i it just it's fascinating it yeah. things that are different fascinate me it is. and i know that when i was in high school it wasn't so much about like um <clears throat> my ethnic background as much as it was how i looked um there was like preconceived notions about um like who I was as a person because of my appearance. So I remember when I was, I, I heard the word whore for the first time Oof. when I was 12, when I was 12 and it, and it blew my mind. I didn't know to you, to me. Oh, wow. Um, because when I was, a uh, when I was younger, um, I, I, I developed quicker than everybody else. And I hit puberty. I hit puberty at seven years old. So by the time I was 12, I looked like a fully developed woman from the neck down. Yeah, so... (laughs) 
your daddy must have been like, you come here. <laughs> oh, my parents would get so hold nervous. They were like, they they were hold like, your hand, hold you by the wrist. Like, no, 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 honey, come, come exactly, with me. Come exactly. Nice you know. Try. So when I got to high school, um, obviously, I I had a hard time in my first couple of years of high school. Honestly, it, yeah. it was very difficult for me because um, in grade seven and eight, because I was developed, because I looked like a woman from the neck down, and I was surrounded by girls who still weren't developed mm. or and guys who are hitting puberty so the hormones are skyrocketing i was getting approached by many many guys even guys in grade 11 that were 17 were were approaching me for um sexual favors at 12 and i ended up getting bullied because of my body type i hated it i i you know and i remember people were calling me a whore I was 12. I had never even kissed a boy. That's heavy. I cu- it that's blew heavy. my mind. I, that's, I, hev- that's heavy, man. I, it, it was the first time like people were calling me a slut and a whore at 12 for no reason. Like I Simply because of the way that I looked. That I had the dark hair yeah. and the olive skin and I was curvy and I was developed, you know? And I wonder if my wife got I don't think she ever got that. I wonder if she got that. Maybe not. Probably it not, would be good know. to ask her. I should ask her because she's. I think when she was younger, she too had like shape, and I remember her telling me her mom didn't want her to wear black because it accentuated like how she looked and stuff. And I was like, black slims. I said, what the heck? I I had no idea. I don't understand what it meant, but she was saying that was the reason why. So they wore like more like colorful stuff and whatever. I thought, okay, cool. I guess or it makes you look like mature. I don't know. I wonder, I don't, I'm not sure she's ever got that. I'm That's pretty sure maybe she did. She I think honestly, kind of every girl has kind of been experience. called a whore at some point in her life, which is it's horrible. It didn't make sense to me. It, just, you know, it was when I got to horror, horrible. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. sorry. It, was, it was actually sorry. when I got to grade nine that, like, um, like towards the end of high school, where my actual background started to seep in there too. Where uh, it was, yeah. I started hearing, you know, Greek girls are whores. Greek girls sleep around. Stereotype. Which is a stereotype. Right. Um, or, you know, Italian girls are promiscuous. Italian girls are flirts. Italian girls are teases. You never got, like, yo, Italian girls make good pizza? Oh, yeah. The food jokes? Oh, I get them all the time. No, but I mean, that, see, that, to me, that's like a, I'll take that. Whore? Get yeah. out of town. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, how about I whore you a punch in the face? What's exactly. What's wrong with people, man? Exactly. Like, exactly. Come on, yo. Yeah. What's going on out here? That's that's wild. I've never. Oh, let's see what, what have I gotten as a stereotype. Uh, I mean, there are some things that I've been stereotyped for because when you're a black man, there's a s- assumptions about you physically, and I think oh, I'm, like, I'm like, <laughs> okay, you know, and you kind of. But what it does, it doesn't make a person feel good because then you're assumed to be a, of a certain stature, and then. If the person's not of a certain stature, then it's like, yo, what the heck? That's not what the movie said. That the movie said you'd be like this. Like, whoa, calm down. I mean, I've never had that run in ever in my life, but the, the assumption is there. The assumption is always of some sort of nature. I've gotten, I remember when I was, actually when I was uh, going applying for jobs um, in the mall downtown Toronto, I remember I was dressed, I had a do-rag on, a hat, a hoodie, jeans, backpack, whatever. But I know I'm like, even though I look like this, I sound like this, so I'm good, you know? And don't judge me based on my appearance. Like, let me speak to you and whatever. And my sister was like, man, you know what? I know you like how you dress and that's cool, but just know, unfortunately, you fit the, this not stereotype. Well, actually, you fit the stereotype, but you also fit the profile. I'm like, fit the profile, what does that mean? She goes, the profile is like typical five foot this, wearing this, looking like this, da 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 And I was like, oh. That was the first time I ever was like really like aware of that. I was kind of like, oh, okay, I get what she's saying. So it, it really resonated with me from then, even till now, that I kind of go, in my head, I kind of go, okay, don't appear like this. Make sure that you don't do this. But then you think to yourself, yeah, but you're not being, being yourself. If that's what you, if that's how you'd rather carry yourself, there's nothing wrong with that. As long as people understand that you're not what they assume you to be. And the only way you can do that is if you have a conversation. But like, how can I you would, go talk to all the people? But that's the thing is that, but see, today what happens is people allow internet, social media to teach you. Oh, social media is the devil. 
but I'm telling you. They allow the internet to teach you. Whereas I learned a lot about you having a conversation going, yo, I never thought of that. Oh no, no, you had this experience. That's crazy. I could have been like, I can look at your profile and go, oh, she's like this, yo, man. She might, yo, but I have this assumption about you, but to me, that's not right unless I ask you a question. Until I ask a question, then I'm proving wrong. Then I go, oh, okay. That's the thing that I think is unfair. And that's why stereotyping continues to be so prevalent because people don't ask the question of, hey, can I ask you a question? Why is this? I remember I asked my client one time, yo, there's a stereotype that Jewish people are rich. Is that true? He goes, no, not, not even, not even close. I said, there's also a stereotype that they're cheap. He goes, no. I said, really? He goes, listen, you have extremes of people. You have people who are smart with their money. That doesn't make them cheap. They're just smart with their money. I said, frugal. It's called being frugal. There you go. So he says, people, there are some people who have invested well, and as a result, they're able to do things with their money, but they also contribute a lot to the community because there are people in the community who don't have as much as, let's say, this person. He goes, I happen to have a nice house, I drive a nice car, and I have a, a summer home. But there's someone else that could live on my street that is barely making it it's because true. everybody's experience is different. So you can't group everyone together. Like, he goes, when I first met you and I heard your name, I thought you were Muslim. And I, first of all, I first thought, oh, okay, you know, and he goes, and I'm not, a, he goes, there's not a prejudice bone in my body, but there's always this thought in the back of my head of, oh, this guy, he's Muslim, he's not allowed to do this, because I've heard someone told me Muslim people don't do this, or Muslim people are, blah, 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 so he, so he gets, he got kind of like, not worried, but some situation happened, and he was telling me about it, he's like, oh, Kareem, you should change your name, man, because like, I don't want you to get like, hurt, and I thought, but it's my name, change my name, that's <laughs> wild, but someone who is trying to be kind to you might say something like that to you oh you should like lighten up your hair because you're gonna get calls or or you know you should maybe try to hide your shape because guys are gonna they're gonna assume that you're easy like that kind of stuff is wild you all you're doing is reinforcing the problem it is honestly it is that's wild but you know what uh actually the most prejudice and the most racism that i've seen is uh in the workforce when I've worked in, when I worked in the work like in rest, restaurant industry stereotyping in the workforce oh yes. my goodness um, heavy not all but some but some yeah you know I'm not gonna throw any place under the bus but there no, was some no. um, there was one restaurant that I had worked at mm-hmm. where one of the waiters had a list of people that he would serve and only those types types of people like air quotes types of people so he wanted old white couples mm-hmm. um, young white couples basically nothing ethnic <laughs> and i asked him once I, I pulled him aside and i just picked his brain and i asked why why is that he started going through the list arabs are very demanding black people are cheap jewish people are cheap like he just started going through the list and i go how do you know that like how can you make that assumption about all of them mm-hmm. i'll tell you this okay when I worked um, as a bartender and as a waitress, the most tip that I got mm. were from ethnic people. And that's straight facts. You want to know why? Mm. Now, let's put ourselves in like a black person's perspective. Okay. okay. Now, hypothetical, mm. that's the stereotype amongst the waiters. Black okay. people don't tip well. We'll okay. just use them as an example. Sure. When you go to a restaurant and you know that a waiter doesn't want to serve you and you can feel that their vibe is that they they're just not happy to be around you. Right. Are you going to tip them well? Of course not. Of course not. You get tipped I'm based say, on your I'll service. I say your bro, your bro. But, Yo, come here for a second. <laughs> but that's what's, your the pro- thing. what's the problem, fam? You good? You straight? But that's All what right, I'm saying. Sure. You know, you'll see the same waiter go to another table and they're going to check on them and yeah, they're yeah. being super friendly and then they come to your table and, and they've got the smug look because they don't want to be there. Yeah. Don't ask me to tip you well. I'm tipping you for a service. If I'm not getting that service, if you don't make me feel like I'm wanted here yeah. and like I'm at home, I'm not tipping you well, period. And it doesn't matter. And I'm telling you, I remember I served this this black couple. I think they they were maybe in their 20s or 30s. Super nice people. I was talking to them. I was having conversations with them. I kept going to check on them. Mm. There was something wrong with their food. I brought their food back. I gave them free dessert. Like, I really gave them a good service. But granted, I gave everybody a good service because I treated anybody who came and was being served by me like they were in my home. So I was hosting them in my home. So I made them feel at home. 
And I remember the lady turned around to me and she goes, you know, this is the best service that I've ever gotten. And I go, really? She goes, yeah, you know, usually when I go to restaurants, I'm not treated like this. The waiters don't come check up on us. They, they're just, you could tell like that the vibe is different. It's different, yeah. That's. They that's tipped me bad. 40% on my bill. Sheesh. 40%. Standard is 15. They tipped me 40. 40%. Cash. They paid the bill card. They gave me cash. You pay for your service, and that's yep. why I tell people don't assume that people are like that yeah. when you don't know. Yeah. Give them a good service. Moral of the story is provide a good service each and every time. Provide a good service people and you get your coin. That's the understand that. <laughs> I'm going to say that one more time. Provide a good service each and every time. Don't be disrespectful. Don't be rude. Don't assume because you're dealing with a certain cultural group and your stereotypes are flustering into your mind that you're like, oh, this person's going to treat me like this, so I'm definitely not going to give them a good tip. How about I give you a tip and treat your customer as well? You know how many times I've gone to the grocery store and I go into the line and the, the girl or guy, cashier, serving the person before them, before me, hey, sir, how are you? Good. So they come to me, zero, I said. And I'm no like, hey, way. what's up? Hi. And I go, you know, if you don't want to work today, you should tell your boss. And this one girl was like, what do you mean? I said, you're super nice to her, but not to me. Like, you're not even saying hello to me. She goes, oh. I said, oh, I caught you. I caught you, right? Ah, I got you. You should quit your job if you don't like this place. And it's that kind of stuff that makes a person go. But see, some people are afraid to check somebody. I love it when someone checks me. So check me. If, if I'm doing something that you are thinking, whoa, 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 hold on. You should check me. It's only fair because the now that I know I'm aware, I'm going to act differently. Yeah, but that's the problem. I think, honestly, for a generation yeah. that grew up on Family Guy, yeah. we're a very sensitive <laughs> generation. It's unbelievable. You can't say anything. You can't say someone <laughs> trying to prove you wrong. Because someone's going to get telling mad. you you're wrong or somebody trolling you and Come ripping on. into you. It's unbelievable. I could literally post a status saying, I believe the sky is blue. And someone's going to send me a message and be like, actually, the sky is aquamarine. It, that's Everybody what it is now. It, it blows my mind. Say. You can't say anything Everybody without offending somebody. Keep it 100, people. If you have something to say, be polite, be respectful. Don't be disrespectful. But also, if you work in the customer service industry, serve your customers well. Treat them like gold, and you will get gold back. That's just the way that it works. Don't be disrespectful and be like, yo, I'm not to this person because, yo, I'm not a service person because uh, I know that usually their people, their kind are going to do this to me. Well, their kind. Fam, I'll, yo, don't even make me get greedy on this on this microphone right now. I'm trying to keep it peaceful, my friend. Selena, a.k.a. Gomezia. Just Ring up Miselli. Ring up Miselli. That's what you always say. Ring yo, up Miselli. Yo, when I, when I, <laughs> I said Selly, oh, perfect. There's always a song associated with someone's name. Done, no. No time it is, guys. I'm wearing a sweater that says Toronto versus everybody because that's where I'm from. I don't care. Oh, you're from Toronto. That's right. Oh, it's true. You are from Toronto. Six side all day. Listen, the greatest day in Toronto, two of the greatest days in Toronto history, okay? Blue Jays won the World Series in 1982. Yeah. The second time. And when the Raptors won the, the NBA Finals last year, I went. To, I was in Toronto, downtown. It was amazing. There are cops dapping people. People were on top. I don't know how they got on top of a TTC bus and burned it. I have no idea. Are you serious? It was wild. People lost their minds. I, have, I think I have video. It was wild. Oh, my god! But it was like, <laughs> it was like, yo. I got home at 6 a.m. and I was like, this is great. This is great. So I'll always, I'll always represent where I'm from. Of course, I live in Montreal now for the past 12 years, and I love it, love the city. And I, I haven't experienced, maybe I have experienced stereotyping. I've had people say things to me, and I kind of have to call them out on it and go, yo, what do you mean by that? Oh, no, no, I wasn't saying that. No, no, I was just kidding. I was just joking. I'm like, oh, okay. okay but you know there's truth to every joke. Oh, 100%. That's what my mom always said. She said there's always truth to some, some of jokes. As soon as, you, jokes. as soon as you say something that's a joke, and you go, ah, I'm just kidding. If you keep repeating you're it, not kidding. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's how you really feel. But that's okay. That's okay. Let's let you know one day it's going to come back to bite you. And it's going to be a teachable moment. You're not going to like it. You're going to get extra sensitive. You're going to send me a text message later on and say, I didn't like the way you spoke to me in this manner because I was just trying to be Oh, but see, even that drives me nuts. If, if, I go, if someone's in your face bro. and you don't like it, just say it. Why are you waiting hey. to send it by text? Yep, text is not even... 
listen i like texting but for certain topics i don't feel like it's appropriate to be sent by text because when it's through text you're reading it and writing it one way and i'm reading it and interpreting it another way yeah you could be telling me i hate when you do that blah 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 and i could be reading it as like i hate you yeah you know it, yeah. it can be interpreted and uh i'll give you an exa- i'll give you a perfect example misinterpretation which is what fuels stereotyping but this has nothing to do with stereotyping just misinterpretation i sent an email out two days no today's, today's thursday okay thursday yeah monday or tuesday tuesday morning i sent an email out i thought it was like well written i i sent it to several people i read it to my wife she said yes but just make sure that you mention this part i said okay cool revised it boom boom boom. send it out the next day do you know i had someone tell me yesterday oh some people understood it to mean this and i go what are you talking about and i was like so then i asked someone else to read it and i go you read this tell me what you got from this and they're like where is it misunderstanding i'm like what did you understand from it that you can't do this right now, but you're gonna do this at, at some point next year. So that's why you're giving people a refund on their money, blah, blah, blah. I'll tell you a story later. And I said, yeah, see? She goes, where's the misunderstanding? I said, I don't know. She's like, people just, because people don't read. They see. They don't read between the lines. They, okay, <laughs> instead of reading a whole sentence, they read parts. One, one, one. And it shows people that tend span is way too short. This whole, like, pause should have given people time to actually sit down and like read sentences don't even worry about learning stuff just just read learn to read a lot of people don't know how to read and they don't know how to listen so then when they take in information they hear something they don't listen to what the person is saying and then everything confusion starts and then miseducation begins so it's like just like you said i hate when you do this and i go oh she said she hates me she hates oh now she's gonna ghost me oh now this is gonna happen oh great i don't ghost people i get ghosted and and now all of a sudden that's a lie and then now all of a sudden the cycle starts and then this is how things happen you know what it is i think it's it's because our society and our generation is always there's so many distractions Yo. you cannot focus on one thing for your life i'm telling you there's you know like there's social media and there's news and there music and i'm telling you it's especially like i i realize that doing online schooling yes when yes, i'm in yes, a classroom yes. and yes. my phone's put away and it's dead silent and everybody's just sitting there quiet i'm able to focus yeah. if you put me in front of a laptop and my phone was i'm checking my phone yeah, yeah. i'm checking the time i make myself snack <laughs> you, it's, it's, the fridge, you open the fridge door maybe last cake week in here, i was cooking a full-blown meal because my mom came back from the states i was cooking a full-blown meal all whilst doing a lecture like I had my earphones in my ear and I was taking notes and cooking all at the same time. I thought I was bawling because I'm like, oh my god, I'm so good at multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> Multi- but then multitasking looking through my notes, I was looking at it and I just said, oh god, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I have yeah. no idea what I just wrote. Yeah. I don't even know what I missed. Honestly, that's what it is. That's why people don't read us because we're always go, 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 go. Everything's fast paced fast. and there's so many distractions now. Yeah, way too fast. I notice that even when I do things like when I run, I've taken up running. I've taken a serious interest in it for some reason. I don't know why. I hate, hate running. Really? But you're running. Fun fact. I have a t-shirt that says running sucks. And you wear it while you run? No. My wife I think uses you should. It. My wife uses it to dry her hair. She, she, she washes her, her hair and she's she like, does the plop? she goes, uh, can I just use this shirt? Yeah, cotton like, t-shirt. Yeah, because yeah. it, it prevents breakage in France. Yeah, I think. <laughs> she's but you should she's borrow it. YouTube. And I, I just, okay. yeah, it's, it's too tight now. It's a thing. Because she shrunk it. I was like, keep it. But oh, I, I had that shirt. I used, to, I used to wear it a lot. And everyone's like, oh, you hate running hair. Just like I, I have a disdain for spinning. No disrespect to anyone who does spinning out there. I'm just not a fan. But Yeah, I'm not a fan of it either, but I, do I, you. I started biking now. Well, I mean, I, I have a bike in my house. I'm like, well, I got to get around just in case someone needs a car. And uh, the bike seat really hurts. But anyways, that's another story yeah, for another day. That's the, why I don't like biking. It's very uncomfortable. You're like riding, you're going, wow, this is not good. Anyways, the point being is that I found something that allows me to focus. Because I can run and I can go, my path is this way. There's this happening. There's a squirrel. 
there's this, there's this person over there. Tunnel vision. But it's almost as though you have this thing, you can, you can kind of see things in your peripheral, you can hear stuff, but you're always like this. It's kind of like tunnel vision. So I do boxing with clients. Boxing is amazing. Literally go, you have to stay focused on me. You can't lose me. If you lose me, I'm going to punch you. And I watch some of my clients, they're watching me and then they go, and I go, look at, look, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me like this, look at me, focus. And they're like, okay. And then they look away. And then they do something and then they, they mess their footing up and stuff and they're all confused. It happens to all of them. And I go, you gotta be zoned, zoned, zoned. So when you're doing things, like you're saying about people trying to multitask and taking in too much information, that's the way that these machines operate so that you can be distracted so that you don't realize that there's something happening like we're here talking and we're concentrating and no one would know that there are two guys working out in the background right now only because they hear a noise oh no i know they're working out in the background but some people I, i'm the type i scope the room before but some people would never know that my guy ryan is here Working out Hi. hard. That's no, no, okay. It's okay. That's it's fine. Okay. No one ever know that. Get the get those muscles. Everyone's gotta get their work in. No one ever know that my guy Put Ryan is work. here. <laughs> he's here. With, he's here with his dude, and they're doing doing a thing. But because we're so focused, it's like I could be like, Yo, why look at that? People get distracted so fast. I know. And then you miss information. So when you read a sentence, you miss the whole thing. So when I ask somebody, did you listen to what I just said? Yeah, yeah, I got it. Okay, what I just say? Um. Yep. Crickets. Okay, so pay attention to what I'm saying. I'm gonna say one more time. They still don't get it. I got my mom's like that. She used to do that to me when I was a kid. She would say something, and I obviously wouldn't be listening to her. She'd be like, What did I just say? Yeah. But then I got really good at like taking whatever she says and just absorbing it and then tuning her out. It's hard. It's 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 very hard, but you know what? The thing about boxing is true. Years ago, um, one of my friends was a boxing instructor, so I tutored him, and in exchange, for my tutoring services and helping me with the schoolwork, he told me, oh, I'll, I'll give you a couple of boxing classes. Okay. Um, that was when I realized that my brain could not think of anything. Because the first time that we were doing like... Um, sparring. Sparring with, mm-hmm. the, with the gloves, yeah. you know? Yeah, He kept telling me to put my hands over my head, like in front of my face. He's like, hands up, hands up, hands up. And I would start to... I would have my hands up and then my brain would start to think of things and I'd put my hands down. Yep. You should have seen how fast this guy took the glove and was like... On my head, he's like, focus. He did it like 15 times. Yeah. And then finally, I was like, I'm gonna focus. And I didn't put my hands down. Yeah. And when I was doing the punching bag, I literally was just punching. I wasn't thinking of anything. I wasn't yeah. doing anything. I didn't even hear the music in the back. I was just yeah. like, duck, duck. he told me what to do. Duck, 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 boom, duck, 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 boom. And I just did it. And that's when I realized my brain actually could focus on one thing. So we see how this conversation went from stereotyping to talk about boxing, which is good. <laughs> but it's good because it shows. We're having a conversation here, bringing it back even to the topic of stereotyping to understand if we rewind back for a second, people missing information, we rewind back a second, having to do with being educated. So people are missing reading between the lines or listening to understand where a person is coming from, their background, their how they came up, how they were raised, to understand that there are differences in all cultures and we should take the time to listen and learn because then we'll get to actually learn that not all people who are of Italian descent are in the mafia. Not My all dad people. That was a police officer, actually. Not all people who are Greek are obsessed over Windex because that's in, that's in a movie, or they like black olives. Not all black people, black men especially, have multiple baby mothers. I or or here's the number one. This is the kicker. I used to get this in school. Yo, fam, you have any extra weed on you? They just assume you smoke. Extra. Not, not do you have any or happen to know anyone that has. Do you have extra? I said, do I smell like weed? They're like, nah. Why would you assume I had, why would you assume I had any? Stereotype. So there's always something that's going to make us assume you see an attractive girl. She might be very shapely. All of a sudden you assume, oh, she's wearing that. You know what that means? She gives out pretty easy. Uh, no. Maybe that's the only thing that can fit her right now. Because maybe her social status, she's not making that much money, but she plans on going shopping to get something that's a better fit. But for now, this is what she has. We got to stop assuming things. You don't know what people are going through. You don't know what people are going through. I went to visit a friend today to have to go pick up something. And I asked him, so how are you doing? And he's like, man, cancer came back. I got this in my cancer in my neck. I got this happening. This happened. I was like, wow. And I'm here stressing over like 
menial things that are not even close to what people are going through. So we never know what a person is going through. So when people make comments of a stereotypical nature, you don't know that that person has received that comment 17,000 times. You are now 17,001. And when that person reacts and responds the way that they do, you can't get upset and get sensitive and go, well, I wasn't trying to say anything. I was just trying to say. No. You know what? If you don't have something nice to say, don't say it at all. Don't, don't period. Even, don't even bring it my way. See, because... you probably deal with the ethnic stereotypes. I do, but I don't yeah. deal with the ethnic stereotypes so much as I deal with being a woman. I get female stereotypes. All right. So tell me about that. Boom, the this conversation is even big. The biggest insult nice. that I can... 46 that, minutes in, guys. Make sure you listen to every, every, every second of this. Bomb, let's go. Wow. I feel like <laughs> I can conquer the world now. I'm telling you. You're like, go get him. Let's yes. go. <laughs> um, the biggest insult that I ever got was actually from a teacher. Um, and it was him telling me I don't look smart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Now, I said... Okay. When you said... I've gone fishing before. Would you ever believe I've gone fishing? I said, yeah, I can believe that because I can believe anyone has done anything. But you're like, no, 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 look at me. I can never go fishing. For someone to say something like, you don't look smart, please tell me you bombed his oh, car. Just kidding. You didn't I, bomb I did. No, no, no. I checked him because I, I challenged him and I said, well, can you please explain to me what your definition of looking intelligent means? What does that mean? Teachable moment part two. I... I and he kind of, he was just staring at me and my response was, are you implying that one cannot be pretty and smart? Are you assuming that in order to be intelligent, you need to be not attractive? Are you, in, are you implying that in order to be intelligent, like intelligence can be quantified by looking at somebody? Like you can measure someone's intelligence based on how they look. I don't know if you know who Dr. Mike is. Shout out to Dr. Mike. I have no. a huge crush on Dr. Mike. Shout out to Dr. Mike. I have no idea who Dr. that is, but I sure. will show you Dr. Mike. Perfect. He is beautiful. Okay. And keyword is he's a doctor. Yeah. Even he told he was saying in one of his episodes that he people are often shocked that he's a doctor because of how he looks. Yeah. Because he's a very attractive man. Yeah. How sad is that? That That's people crazy. assume that other people are not intelligent because of their appearance. And That's I've crazy. always said this. That's I would crazy. rather a man tell me that I'm smart yeah. than tell me that I'm beautiful. My wife told me that before too. I'll explain to you why. Yeah, yeah. Beauty is superficial. True. I mean, look, it's nice for somebody to tell, tell you, oh, you're attractive, you're yeah, handsome. You're yeah. But beauty fades. True. In 30 years from now, 40 years from now, 50 years from now, I'm not going to look the way that I do right now. How old do you know? I'm 24. Okay. I just turned 24 okay. weeks ago. But I'm not going to look the way that I do right now. Can you imagine you did, though? If I did, my <laughs> dreams of I'm being a swamp queen forever would have been fulfilled. But unfortunately... Saying. Are you a mermaid or something? Anyway, aging on. is part of life. Yeah, for sure. Um, what stays when beauty fades? Your, your personality, your heart, your brain, your intelligence, 100%. your wisdom. 100%. So the most attractive thing that I've ever heard like I, somebody like a man tell me was he goes you are extremely intelligent you've got a good head on your shoulders he goes you're very smart I was like oh my god thank you <laughs> thank you because it gives you it gives you some validation that there's more to a person behind how they look it's almost offensive when yeah I can see that men tell me in a surprised manner like oh you're smart yeah they go, thank oh, you, you. Know how to, they're like oh you know how to add that's crazy. Oh my god! You could spell. I no could way. spell. I always. It's that's so way. funny because that's every crazy. time I you tell people, <laughs> like men, what I'm studying, yeah, I always get the same face, and it looks like this. Always the same one. What do they expect you to study? Makeup. Probably. Or probably. Like, fashion. like they'll ask me, "Oh, what are you studying?" And I'll say, "I'm in biopharmaceutical technology, and yeah. I'm going to specialize in regulatory affairs." And wow. They kind of look at me like, "What?" <laughs> And I go out, and they're like, what does that mean? I said, I formulate medication, I manufacture medication, yeah. I test medication, chemistry, physics, all of the science things. Now, before you continue with that, okay, let me just backtrack for a second. A person who's studying uh, makeup or beauty or fashion, okay, there are some very intelligent people I've met who study beauty, fashion, okay? But they get stereotyped because of what they study. 
it's assumed, oh, yeah. So automatically the thought process is, oh, you study this, that means your IQ is not that great and you probably can't spell that much and you know, you're probably just good at just painting faces. Like, that's not true because, Mm-mm. again, there's a lot that goes into beauty and fashion. You got to learn the science of, like, design. Mm-hmm. Design and artistry and stuff that make up what you see. It's not just a tutorial on YouTube. Mm-mm. There is a science to understanding how makeup is formed together, how pictures are formed together, how certain things are come together, how fabrics start to blend. When you feel fabrics and you go, oh, this cotton is this, or this is from this area of this country, this they relates to have this. To study all kinds of things. There's a lot of things you have to study. So people, do yourself a favor, do not minimize people who are in fashion. Don't assume because a person is attractive, that's what they're studying, continue. Off of that, yeah. uh, my friend Sonia, yeah. I went to high school with her. She's really smart. She's a makeup artist now. Boom. Super talented. I don't know how she does it. God blessed her. I could never. <laughs> I could never. But she's really good. Mm-hmm. Like, really, really good. So, different strokes for different folks. There you go. You know, there I you like go. science, so I went into science. There and I go. actually got into law school at some point in my life, too. So, I don't know. To me, like, as a woman, that's just offensive. And I'm not the only person that this has happened to. I, yeah. I've heard it so many times from different girls where guys will assume that they're bimbos yeah and then they're surprised when they're not so here's the question what about people who play into the stereotype it's unattractive to me see this is i think is also it's very unattractive it's a super big okay i say that to say this i ghost those people so (laughs) when a person let's use let's use the hip-hop industry for example because this happens ever so often there's always the assumption that if you're a rapper, you're not smart. Are you kidding me? Do you oh, know how hard it is to write raps? Here's the thing. Oh my God. It's, it's ass- literature, literally. There's an assumption that you're not smart. I'll give you an example. I watched an episode of The Apprentice. Apprentice. This was like some years ago when Lil John was on. They interviewed him one time. And he spoke about how he buys art and he's into design and stuff like that. Yes, he's into music and he's into like the formation of beats and sound, which again is a science. You have to understand how things come together, okay? But it was assumed on the show because he was Lil John, the party guy, that he was stupid. Until he had to show people in his team, uh, actually guys, I am not an idiot. So actually the people who are of the, in the industry or in, in, in any industry where they're able to fool you to thinking that there's something that they're not, they're way smarter than you because they managed to fool you to Facts. thinking that they're that. And it goes for all different artists. You listen to a guy like 50 Cent speak and you go, whoa, this guy is, he knows his stuff. To the point where he can write a book about how you can build a business. You listen to, look at guys like Dr. Dre, look at guys like Jay-Z. When you listen to Jay-Z speak about why 2% of people are successful and the other 98 aren't, you listen to that speech and you go, I'm blown away. Mm-hmm. And here's a guy who often got stereotyped as, oh, you know, the guy who sold drugs on his corner and blah, 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 blah and he killed people. Or not kill people, but he raps about this, da, 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 because a lot of it is entertainment. So the thing that sucks is that some people play into the entertainment, which is what bothers me a lot. Because it's like, you don't have to do that. Even females who are assumed to be of a certain... I don't want to say stature, but let's just say because of their shape, because of how they present themselves, because of how they look, it's assumed that they're this. So they go, well, I'm going to make money. I'm going to do this. And it's like, you don't have to do that. You can do things in different ways. Like I get it that you can make a lot of money from maybe presenting yourself in a different, a certain way or a certain light, but it doesn't make you look, it doesn't contribute to the conversation in a positive way. I don't think so. It really doesn't, to be honest with you, especially with, uh, I was actually having a conversation about this with one of my friends. Um, Social media really, it does a lot of damage. And in 2020, it's mm-hmm. all about body positivity and loving yourself the way that you are, and which I agree with. But what I don't agree with is the hypocrisy behind it mm-hmm. that perpetuates this idea. Like that, the, the issue with you know women being perceived in a certain way has to do with the fact that women are sexualized. True. And sex sells. So I go through Instagram sometimes and I literally laugh because you'll see a, we'll we'll use the two examples. And Mm -hmm. this is just a trend that I've, I've noticed that reoccurs. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you have two girls. Okay. One is 
super curvy, missing ribs, huge butt, big boobs, big lips, long hair, you know, mm-hmm. the IG model mm-hmm. phenotype. <coughs> and then you have somebody who looks normal. The IG model posts a bikini picture, half naked, mm-hmm. butt out, mm-hmm. no cellulite, everything airbrushed. Mm-hmm. And people are pre- writes a nice long paragraph about how we should all love ourselves and you know mm. be confident in who we are and mm. da 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 mm. and they get praised for it mm. and then you have somebody who looks normal mm. who has cellulite mm. who has stretch marks mm. who has texture on their skin mm. post the same exact photo mm. and they get ripped in the comments so basically what society is saying is be bossy, body positive. But you gotta look a certain way. But you gotta look a certain way to be body positive. Uh, and yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, yeah, like yeah. the hypocrisy because no, these I, what people don't realize these IG mo- models are perpetuating a standard of beauty that doesn't exist. They themselves don't even look like that. Yeah. They edit their photos. Mm. I'm sorry, but your waist cannot be the size of a hair elastic, <laughs> and then your it's, butt and, and about as like this wide, and then you have no thigh, no oh. cellulite. No stretch marks, yeah. no nothing. Perfect skin. Like it does, you, you that doesn't exist. And even these models don't look like that. And because they've gone through this cycle where they ha- they've edited their photos, now people think they look like that. Yeah. It's a cycle. Now they have to edit their photos. And now, now they, they have, have to, to find a way to look like that because now Which if I see you in real life, how the surgery starts, you know. If I see you in real life and I go, oh wait, you don't look like that. And then you have the other extreme where it's normal people. Yeah. And they get. I, I I follow this woman. I don't know what her name. I can't remember what her name is. Mm. She's um, she's this beautiful black woman, like mm. stunning, 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 stunning. And she has stretch marks from having a baby. Mm. And she posted a picture of her stretch marks, saying that she's still adjusting to you know the fact that her body now looks different after mm. childbirth, mm. and that. You know, she does have these stretch marks, but she's she's starting to love them. Yeah. And the reason why she didn't love them was because society told her not to love them. Right. And I went through the comments, and about 50% of them were, you're beautiful, this, that. And the other 50 were, you're disgusting, take this off the internet, I don't want to look at this, da 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 It blew my mind. These are normal things. Like, this woman grew an entire human in her body <coughs> in the span of nine months. Obviously, her body stretched. She grew an entire human. It blows my mind. I'm going to take the next three minutes to explain something. <laughs> okay. To every woman who's listening to this right now and who has in, is enduring this kind of like mental anguish of understanding body positivity and stuff and being like ridiculed for the way that they look. Okay. I'm going to help you guys understand something. I'm a married man. I've been married for 11 years. Been with my wife for 14 years in total. My wife has stretch marks. She has hair legs. She has all kinds of things that are obviously considered flaws. She has stretch marks. She has dimples. She has this, this, that, whatever. Do I really care? No. Doesn't matter to me. Doesn't even phase me. I look at her the exact same way I looked at her when the first time I met her. Same way I look at her now. Even better because her intelligence, her humor, her energy, everything just makes me go like, I know I made the greatest choice ever. Boom. Perfect. Okay. When you have perceived flaws, ladies, understand something. There are guys out there who rather that. You know why? Because we know and we understand if we see you for who you are and see you in that shape, in that state, trust me, if you got flaws, we saw them already, we don't care how you try to hide them, show them. Not a big deal. It doesn't matter. Because if I know, I have seen thousands of pictures of my wife on fire mode, on fuego Your mode, like it's times 1,000, okay? Unbelievable. And when she wakes up in the morning, she's kind of like, ah, you think that even, cha- you think I changed anything? No, because I know how she looks. I know exactly what I'm getting. I don't have to guess how she's going to look today because, whoa, she didn't put her makeup on. Whoa, she didn't put this on. She didn't do this. She didn't do that. She didn't try to like put her waist trainer on to accentuate her shape in her this. Not that she has to, but she doesn't need to do that. Ladies, you don't need to do that. Be yourself. Be you. Understand that there are guys out there who know these pictures are fabricated. There are guys out there who know what it is that they see out there is not real. They know this. To be honest, we most don't, guys don't like care. It. But it's not even that. Most guys don't like and it. Most I've had guys this conversation. Don't like it. Trust they me. don't like a surreal 
looking face and body. It freaks them out. They don't know you what to do. Show me who you are, and trust me, if you know how to cook, if you know how to make me laugh, I will love you forever. And we can have a great conversation about all kinds of varieties of stuff. It doesn't matter. Like, people need to understand, come to understanding that we are, our thought process has been warped because, again, of stereotypes all these things end up warping our thoughts and are shaping our thinking to thinking that we believe or we want a certain thing i know plenty of guys i look at their wives who have had kids and they love their wives to death you know why because they bore them a child they carried a kid for nine months and, and will kiss will kiss their <laughs> stretch marks to this day because they go you gave me a son or a daughter trust me i love you forever it doesn't even matter what people believe you gotta be a certain standard to get with me. Nice try. I know there are a lot of guys out there who don't have abs. They don't have a six pack all day. And even if they do have a six pack, they hold their stomach in and they take a picture. But you think the girls out there care about that? No, they don't care. Nobody cares. Your six pack's not gonna keep me warm. It ain't gonna change it. At night, you know? <laughs> when I used to be a bigger guy, my wife was like, oh, you used to be so much warmer. Now you lost weight. Now you're like so cold. It's terrible. You are now in the building with Coach K, and this is the Hustlers Journal Podcast. That's a problem. That's really the issue That's that the issue. creates a lot of this type of dilemma for people. But as a woman, just, you feel like you have to edit and do all these things. Yeah, and I just, I feel bad. I feel really bad. I feel really bad about these type of things, but there are ways that we can change this, and the way that we can change this is by having a conversation like we're having today. Like Selena and I have been able to have a conversation for the past 60 minutes and 54 seconds because... Ooh, That's okay. Listen, we're, I'm not Joe Rogan. Let me tell you guys something. I'm not Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan. Shout out to Joe Rogan. He does an amazing job on podcasts. I know other podcasters out there. Shout out to my guy, Weezy Moon Chaser. Out of Montreal. Amazing podcast work. A lot of other guys out here doing their thing. And their podcasts are like an hour and a half, two hours. I think the longest podcast I've ever had was an hour and a half. And it got the most listens. Really? Yep. This is what I'm telling you. Shout out to my friend, Chloe Laluz. Boom. We had a great conversation about just where she was coming up from, her life, experiences, different things. She dropped some amazing quotes. Fire, fuego, easy week. This conversation is ranks up there because when you have a conversation with no notes, I have zero notes in front of me, guys. I didn't I'm really not, even know what we were talking about. <laughs> I didn't type a thing. Not one thing. I just went on a conversation that I had in my head, and I said, when Selena jumps in here, we're going to make this happen, and definitely we'll be able to do that now. Relaying all this information, how can we stop stereotyping from happening? The key is, like we mentioned earlier in the podcast, a lot of it comes from how you teach. Teach your kids to love everybody. Teach your kids to take an understanding of everyone. If you know that your child has an interest in another race or another culture or another ethnic background or anything like that, don't shy them away from learning about it. Don't put things in their mind to think, oh, but you don't want to talk, you don't want to talk to them or hang around with them. They do this, they do that, they do that. Some of the greatest conversations and some of the greatest friends that I have today are of a different background. Because when you get to learn how all tastes and flavors come together, you realize when everyone speaks about a melting pot, the taste of it is actually pretty dope. I love Italian food. I love Greek food. Gang, gang. Put them all together. Can you imagine Spanish Capitan pizza? Fire. Okay. So the, the moral of the story is well, the moral of the conversation is have conversations with people. If you don't know and understand something, learn. Sit down, talk to someone. If you don't know them, sit down, have a conversation with them and learn about their culture, learn about their background. Why is it that people are perceived to do this? Why is it that it's assumed black people do this? Why is it assumed Italians do this or Greeks do this or Jewish people do this or Muslims do this or Indians do this or any other culture out there, Asians even? I'll tell you a quick story. I went to Japan. Greatest trip of my life. Did you like it? Greatest trip of my life. I'll say it one more time. Thank you to my wife who took me to Japan. Greatest trip of my, my wife's life. wife's the goddess, honestly. Greatest trip of my life. Why? Because... When I saw how people treated people, I said, this is crazy. Now, the flip side of it is, is that I, obviously there are things that you see as a tourist, as a visitor, things that you learn as a tourist, as a visitor, but if you live there, clearly a different story. When people come to Canada, they probably think the same thing. When they go to the United States, they probably think the same thing. But when I went there and I was able to see people just be so respectful and polite, and I was like, wow. When I came off the plane, I came back to the States, I was like, damn, you got it wrong out here. I don't know what's going on in this side of the world, on this side of the world, on a planet, but 
we need something well, to That's how they're something. raised. It's very important in, in, in their culture to be respectful, to be calm. 100%. Have you noticed that they speak very softly? Super calm, Super relaxed. Calm, so they're like chill pills. Yeah. It was a great time. I, I would love I to bring some, one of them to my house. <laughs> I had a great time. I met some amazing people. I had some great food. Great food, great food, great food. People took me out. They're like, oh, you guys, you guys don't eat meat. Okay, we're going to take you here. I went to some amazing restaurants. Anyways, I went to the other side of the world and learned about a culture that I only read about in magazines and books and saw on TV. But you don't know until you actually go there and you see for yourself and experience things. Now, if you don't have the funds, and of course, because of COVID, we can't really travel anywhere right now. You're not able to do that. Do yourself a favor. Sit down and talk to somebody that you know and learn. Understand their culture. Understand their backgrounds. Understand women. The things that they go through and learn why it is that they go through these type of stereotypes and maybe it'll maybe just maybe it'll adjust your mind and adjust your thinking because maybe you've learned something through this conversation for the past an hour hour and a bit about black people being stereotyped italians and greeks being stereotyped genders. all other cultures genders being stereotyped we experience so much out there and all we need to do is just listen and have a conversation like we did today i thank selena for coming through now I begged her. Oh, no. Begged you guys. I begged her. I begged her. I begged her. <laughs> oh, no. I begged her. I said, guys. I said, Selena, please, can you please sing? Please. She said, okay. All I right. reluctantly said, okay. But she said, reluctantly, okay. Do you want me to sing you the Selena song? I actually recorded it years ago. It was my, the first song that I recorded. You know, studio. I think if you do, I don't know what's going to happen right now. <laughs> <laughs> my chest <clears throat> might just go. I'm going to leave it to I'm you. I'm only going to sing the chorus. I'm going to leave it to you guys, but. I thank her for coming through. I appreciate you coming. Anytime. To have this conversation. On this Thursday night. <laughs> to, end, to end this segment off, she's going to drop a little bars for us. Please small, go ahead. Just small things. Small I things. could go fall ahead. in love. Go ahead. Go okay. ahead. I could fall in love with you. And I know it's not right. And I guess I should try mm. to mm. do what I should do, but I could fall in love, fall in love with you. Lena <laughs> <sighs> Quintanilla. <laughs> Guys, if you're watching this video on YouTube, right now, if you're watching this on YouTube right now, I'm going crazy. Mixtape dropping soon. <laughs> As you always say. Uh, mixtape dropping mixtape? soon. Wait, I'm, <laughs> conversation we had, I told her, yo, where's your mixtape? I don't know about that. I don't know if I do that. Next thing you know, I'm seeing her in IG profile. She's dropping songs. She's throwing me this. Oh, yo, I recorded this the other day. I did this cover. Please let me know when there's a mixtape coming because, wow, that was, that was amazing. My chest. My chest is burning. But to end this off, guys, Learn about each other, love each other, learn to live with each other because all we have is each other, especially during difficult times like this. We need to learn, learn and grow. And the more that we can find teachable moments to teach each other, teach each other to educate each other, the more we can grow as people. We may not be able to solve the world's problems, but at the end of the day, if I can solve my understanding by having a conversation with someone that I don't know or so having a conversation with someone I know and learning about their culture, learning about their background and really understanding what it is that they have to go through, and gives me a greater appreciation for them and for that culture and for that people. And with that said, this is your boy, Coach K. This is Selena. Ring off Miss Ellie. Ring off Miss Ellie, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Hustlers Journal. See you guys soon. Peace out.